Welcome to the next episode of Myo Matters. Today, we are chatting with an inspiring industry leader who is succeeding in leaps and bounds with his multidisciplinary approach to treatment. Welcome, Jaden Saraceno from MyoActive. MyoActive blends manual therapy, tailored exercise, and precise movement correction to optimize recovery and improve lives through a holistic approach to health and well-being. Jaden established MyoActive in 2015, fusing manual therapy with strength and conditioning to safeguard physical well-being. A myotherapist since 2014, he's worked with top-level athletes specialising in jaw, neck and back pain and sports rehabilitation. With a passion for personal training and offering a range of allied health services, he has rehabilitated over 4,000 clients. Jaden is also the winner of our 2023 Myotherapist of the Year Award. He is not only committed to providing positive outcomes for his patients as a myotherapist, but also works towards elevating myotherapy as a profession. Within and outside of his clinic, he mentors clinicians, creates an uplifting working environment and supports local community sporting clubs. Jaden has shown his dedication to myotherapy and is continuously looking for the next level to expand. It's clear that he is very deserving of this award for his passion, commitment, understanding and his genuine care for people. So we congratulate you, Jaden, and also welcome you to Maya Matters. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. No, it's an absolute pleasure. So again, you know, congratulations on receiving the 2023 Maya Therapist of the Year Award. How are you feeling post-awards? You know, what, what does this award, award mean to you? It's, it's, it's a lot, to be honest. Like, firstly, uh, my phone was probably going nuts for a few days afterwards. Um, I put it on our <laughs> socials. And I, I think the cool thing with our clinic is I have clients that come from all over the place. So I've got clients from Tasmania, from overseas, from, you know, a few hours away and maybe they can't come see us as much as they used to, but they're still following us on social. So it's nice that we received a lot of comments and most clients all have the same words that they describe myself or the business as, you know, well-deserved. So, um, yeah, very appreciated. But, um, yeah, it was uh, really humbling at the same time. So really nice to receive an award all the hard work and consistency absolutely and i think that's the real point of it isn't it is that we we the association wanted to kind of recognize that ongoing and persistent hard work of amazing myos out there so congratulations on being our inaugural winner our selection panel was really impressed with your business structure and how you designed your whole facility around myotherapy as a profession, while also incorporating that multidisciplinary approach to treatments. So where did the idea behind Myoactive originate from and was owning a business of this kind always your dream? So I guess as someone with like a strength-based background too, uh, we obviously work alongside personal trainers, maybe physiotherapists, maybe allied health um, in certain clinics. I've never really seen a myotherapy clinic that has the forefront as a myotherapy owner and then hiring, let's say, physios, osteos, chiros, pods to work alongside the myos. So I feel like it's quite hard, but also rewarding that you can get a team where everyone works in the same clinic and everyone has their own expertise as well as different um, allied health. So if someone really wanted to see a physio, they can do that. If the physio used their hands or didn't, potentially they can refer to the myo. But then at the same time, the myo is like, look, maybe um, this x-ray or this scan is quite complex. 
we can actually just knock on the room next door, which we have our physio that specializes in this. And then the one, the client just gets the best level of care because they don't have to see six different clinics as well as from a time point of view. So for me, it's like, how can I build a facility where we can future-proof the client's body? That's kind of like a catchphrase here where we can, obviously the science is very big on evidence-based core strength training as well as resistance training, especially as we age, but also very big with manual therapy. So for me, it was just, I'm really good at the manual therapy because that's what I've done for so many years. As a PT, the strength training is somewhat easier for me, maybe compared to like others, because I have a decent background in that. But to get the best results with my clients, I feel like we need to meet them in the middle. So do enough hands on that they're feeling better, but slowly drip feed them into the, the gym, so to speak. So then they feel comfortable getting stronger, which then helps them with their pain. In terms of a business, again, I think. It's a tricky one because when you graduate, it's all quite overwhelming with so many different conditions that you see in a clinic. But as time goes on, I feel like to really focus on the clients in front of us, we need a team. And for me, I can only treat way too many hours already per week. But if I'm limited to 40 or 50 hours a week with my hands, which is still a lot, I'm only tailing, you know, 50 clients a week. Whereas if I have a team of 10, you know, hypothetically, we can maybe hit 250 clients a week. So because I'm so passionate about making people feel better and future-proofing their body, to me, it's like the only way forward I saw was to build a team in a clinic and that clinic needed to have a gym point of view as well as a manual therapy uh, approach. The dream was very much about helping people and then, right, how do I go about doing that? And for you, it was really building that multi-modality clinic drawing in as many avenues for patients as possible. That sounds fabulous. So I feel like when we hear you talk about your clinic and then we'll hear you talk about the industry, there's a clear passion, a clear passion for therapy in particular. So can you tell me what is it about myotherapy that really ignited that passion for you? Yeah, good question. Look, at the first day getting into like a myotherapy course, I loved it. To me, like muscle and the human body is something that I find quite fascinating. I think myos and everyone will have a different opinion of what I suppose myotherapy is to them from a client point of view and from a therapist point of view. Yeah, some people will say, you know, we're more than massage. Maybe we're not as much as physio. To me, it's kind of like a nice medium where the individual, so the myotherapist gets to choose how they would like to treat. So to me, some wires will spend the whole treatment using their hands, which is perfectly fine. And then some wires will maybe spend half the treatment using their hands and half the treatment in the, in the gym or in the rehab space. So to me, I think the freedom of being able to treat how we like and, and believe that's going to be the best for the client in front of us. So if that is going into the gym because their pain is better, how can we future-proof their body so their pain won't get back? And that is by using equipment, let's just say. So to me, uh, with my therapy, it's just, I think the freedom of being able to treat through different manual therapy techniques. You've got needling, you have cupping, you have hands-on, you have mobs, but also, you know, you could add in stretching, you could add in strengthening. Our facility has Pilates. So I think still staying in your scope of practice, but being able to expand your roots to being able to help the client in front of us. If they're not ready to join a gym because it is intimidating, or maybe we start with Pilates. If Pilates is too much, maybe you start with like on the floor exercises. And then again, from a hands-on, if they've had a really good experience with needling, it's like, well, if they've, you know, if they felt the needling really worked for them, let's do it today. If they're not a big fan of needling, let's start with hands-on. So I think being able to treat in so many different avenues, but still stay in the myotherapy scope. For me, that it really highlights 
what I think is a great part of my therapy, which is the scope of practice is so big. Mm. And you often hear from people saying, oh, you know, but what is my therapist? One does this, one does that, as, as you kind of pointed out. But I think that's what we've got to celebrate about my therapy. Right. It's the beautiful thing. And that's what makes my therapy unique is that it is broad, not that it yeah. is oh we only focus on this so yeah I get passionate about that as well I think that's great what advice then do you have for people who are perhaps maybe feeling a little lost in their career as a myotherapist and perhaps they're hunting to find that passion or maybe for some even reignite it have you got something that you can throw out there to those people yeah, definitely. Like I think for a lot of us that have been in the industry for a long time and especially the past years, with, uh, if we can say the COVID word, it became uh, obviously hard to keep the passion alive when you can't do, you can't work in certain positions and it made it a lot harder for all of us because we couldn't do what we loved. That's probably the direct answer. You could maybe treat people by Zoom, but it's you know a lot harder. And I think my therapy as a whole, going back to that, it's the face-to-face interaction, the communication, the empathy, like in our clinic, slightly off topic, but some of our therapists give our clients hugs. It's just the way of how we meet all our clients. And building that rapport with that client, you know, they're more likely going to do their exercises, they're more likely going to feel better because you've got that uh, interaction. So I think firstly, in terms of uh, my therapist, I'd be finding a clinic that has a good community. So a community may just be like a team of therapists, maybe once a week they go out, maybe they do team bonding, maybe they do PDs, maybe they get mentored. It's hard because in a lot of clinics that I used to work at, everyone's really busy all the time. If that's chiros or physios or myos, if you're back to back all day, which a lot of us are, if we're myos, it's hard to do upskilling and spending time with the rest of the team because everyone is so busy. But finding, I think, a clinic or a team where you can hang out outside of work, if that's your thing, you're more likely going to love what you're doing if you obviously go into a workplace where you enjoy working where you are. And now obviously space is quite large, but it gives the therapist freedom to socialize in the gym floor, maybe while someone's getting changed or spend time in the kitchen or have a coffee together before work. So I think firstly, it's just uh, finding a clinic that suits your values and has a good team presence. And then secondly, um, from a myotherapy point of view, there's just so many ways of upskilling. So to me, the main reason I got into uh, treating jaws was around the time of the year, a few years ago, when everyone was really stressed with the current situation in the world, everyone had jaw pain, everyone was clenching and grinding, and no one really knew who to turn to. Do they see a physio? Do they go to the dentist? Do they go to the GP? And if I was treating, let's just say, 40 hours a week, Aaron, there was a stage where when we could work, maybe 30, 35 clients were jaw clients. And I was like, hang on, I'm not experienced enough to be treating that many clients a week. So obviously seeking out PDs on how to treat the jaw internally and external, learning off dentists or GPs or facial kind of specialists. It's like, that's my passion. And then the fact that they can get better really quickly and get set with some tools to obviously, you know, feel better and not clench, not grind as much, you know, that to me is just rewarding and focusing on the, uh, the client or the patient in front of us. So maybe you can narrow down your niche because it is so broad, which is fantastic. If you're sick of treating sporting injuries, let's just say, then, you know, have a look at, hey, do I want to work more on, you know, prenatal or postnatal or diaphragm work? Or I love treating shoulders. And a lot of our clinicians in our clinic will treat broadly that if someone calls up and someone loves to come in for, you know, jaw pain or shoulder pain, we'll have a therapist that will be like, go see this person because that's their passion. That's certainly one way to keep passion going, isn't it, is to have a particular niche and have an area that 
excites you and that you can always continue to learn more in and, and work specifically with or still being general, as you say. No, I think that's great advice there for maybe new myos or myos. I think so. A bit of, little bit of uplift, yeah. You clearly have your own very successful multi-modality clinic and so I'm going to go ahead and assume that from time to time you will hear from people running a business must be hard work. So let's dive into that. What does a day in the life of a business owner like yourself look like? Uh, how, how do you run that or walk that balance between running myoactive and then finding enough time for your own clients and then your own life and things that you enjoy? That's a long answer, and if you want to hear it, like it, it <laughs> can be tough. And like my business is really difficult because we do so much. So I think from a new grad point of view, I started with my therapy because you're only dealing with one niche, and then if you feel comfortable or confident, you can expand. I think for me, it was like I want to build the best my therapy clinic there is. So I want to be kind of like a hamster on a wheel. I want to just keep working because I love what I do. But that means you can't really take your foot off the gas, especially in the current situation, because there are so many avenues you need to focus on. And most people will say, you know, if you focus on one thing, you're going to be really good at that. At the same time, you know, having, again, maybe the right team and being able to delegate and get assistance. To me, I want to do spread my wings as far as I could. So an average day and like, bear in mind, day to day, they may change, but I like to get up at 5am to exercise. So to me, starting my days, heading to the gym, and I try and do that five or six days a week. And I feel like getting the right headspace is probably the best way for me to start my day with my clients, um, rather than sleeping and or being a bit sluggish. So 5am train before work, maybe if there are a few emails, I just quickly get to them. Normally, I start work at 8 a.m. and then sometimes finish at, let's just say, 7 p.m. So it's quite a long day depending on the day that I'm using my hands. So 8 till 7 and then I still got to do some emails and some exercises. Now, that's not every day. So I've kind of tried reducing my hours to like a four-day work week. And then on the fifth day, is probably working on the business because I spend so much time working um, in it, that helps grow the business by getting a lot of clients that are referred by other clients as well as like we have a pretty good network with local gyms, other allied health professionals that don't work here and trainers externally that I guess send us clients to. So it is quite a long day, but again, it's a hard line of kind of doing what I love as well as kind of taking care for myself. I like to practice what I preach too, which is probably like the biggest thing that I would like to probably do well. So if like we do like 12-week transformations in our gym or, you know, trying to lose weight. I recently did one and everyone like compliments you because it's like, wow, you know, look at how this person's looking now. Um, on the weekend, if it's, you know, going, doing my own wellness, going to a bathhouse, getting a massage from someone else for a treatment, I like to practice what I preach. So if I'm telling my clients to do their exercises, I'm also doing kind of my exercises. It's such a golden, like, rule or a, maybe not a rule, but like a really fabulous life goal to have is if you're preaching it, then you got to be doing it yourself because there's... I think so. No better salesman than you and your own body, hey? That's great. Yeah, so- and to anyone who has been injured before and, you know, you've seen a therapist to fix your injuries, it's such an easy way to build rapport with a client because you can, you know, I've experienced your pain or a migraine before and then instantly you can kind of build that rapport and be like, okay, this is what I did, this is how I rehabbed it. And especially as a new grad, it's kind of like using your own knowledge of how someone helped you from your rehab with obviously the clients that are walking in the door. 
So it sounds like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It sounds like you work really hard. <laughs> I think there's no two ways about your business. You, you have to work really hard. you got to put in the hours. You, yeah, you've got to put in the hours. So other than plain old working hard, what would be your other take-home tip for practitioners who are maybe thinking of starting their own business but perhaps they're sort of not feeling that they are ready to take the risk? What little tip have you got them that might help get them over the line? I'm a big fan of uh, taking risks and, again, like you don't know until you know. So with even me opening up my own business, I worked for another clinic for four years, which I think is a fair amount of time. Um, I always did my own work on the side. So previously to open up my own clinic, which probably worth sharing, I used to uh, do mobile treatments first. So from massage to my therapy, I used to go to people's houses and just treat them as just a way of getting more experience. To me, repetition builds like excellence. So if you want to be good at a sport, you just got to put in the hours. So I did mobile. Then I started leasing out a room, which is probably a good way to start because obviously a big lease and all the other expenses is quite overwhelming. But if you work with Allied Health and maybe you had a really good referral system, I think just renting a room isn't too expensive from a cash flow point of view. And then I think like learning a skill set outside of your therapy. So if it's one day a week, if it's reading a book or again, when we couldn't work a few years ago, maybe I'm a bit of a nerd, but I spent um, a bit of time developing my own website. So I learned how to do SEO. I learned how to build a website from WordPress um, because I just look, I can't treat people. I need to learn on other things if it's social media if it's just finding ways that you can generate more clients that maybe don't cost you so much money to make that easier in opening or starting your own business uh that's how i'd be looking at it and again like making friends in the community is probably like the biggest one too if there's a cafe next to your store or you play for a sporting club it's like hey did you know my therapist maybe they say what's that and then you can obviously explain to them what it is and again i think from confidence you'll build more confidence as you're spending more time in the industry. So I wouldn't expect someone to open up their own business as soon as they graduate. We all think we can, but then you have certain conditions which can be quite complex and it's like, okay, I need to take a step back and actually you know, feel comfortable treating certain conditions. Yeah, so it sounds like people who are thinking of starting their own business, it sounds like for you, start small. Start with... I think so. Yeah, what you, what you can do, what you know repetition and then build from there yeah fabulous so thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today and and share your knowledge about the the highs and lows of being a business owner and once again we want to congratulate you on being a true leader in our profession and a very well-deserving award winner of my therapist of the year and our inaugural award winner as well so Jaden, thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for having me I'd like to say, too, if there's any myotherapists that are watching this that do have any questions, they can always reach out to myself, too, or even come to our clinic and see how we operate um, and, yeah, even meet the team. Well, I'm sure there'll be some listeners that would love to take you up on that. So can they find you on social media, on your website? Where's best? Yeah, I'd say just myoactive. Um, we have a few social handles but just stick with that one for now and yeah I, like i said um, i'm more for helping all our clients as well as other myos in the industry so if they do need any help or they are looking at starting up their own business like i said don't hesitate to reach out and i'm sure i can just give them some tips 
um, which uh, worked well for myself. Amazing. Thanks so much, Jaden. Yet another example of why Jaden is such a generous soul and a really inspiring leader in the in the myotherapy industry. So thank you. Remember to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast if you enjoyed it today. Follow us on social media for upcoming professional development and events coming to your area. Thanks for joining us today and stay tuned for our next podcast at Myo Matters.